Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. And welcome back to another fantastic show, another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. That's right, we are the show where the authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. I am your host, as always, Jason A. Meiske, thriller author and Thank you so much for coming back week after week. I love being here. I love hearing from you, hearing from the audience, getting some wonderful feedback from everybody out there, uh, you know, that they like the show, they like this author or that author, you know, from week to week, it's always a new author. It's always new stories. And, you know, I just thank you so much for reaching out and telling us, you know, how much you appreciate it and how much you like it. And, uh, like I said, I, I really love being here. I love doing this show. I love getting to meet all these authors. And, and the cool thing is, is from one variety to another, you know, there's nonfiction, there's fiction, there's poetry, there's outlandish sci-fi, there's really creepy horror, there's sweet romance. I mean, it's just such good stuff and you never know. As a reader or as a listener, from week to week, you don't really know until you until it downloads what you're going to get. Now, I say that because I'm assuming you went on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to podcasts and you hit that subscribe button, didn't you? Right? Yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> well, you know, if you haven't, please do hit that subscribe button. It will automatically download into your device uh, or onto your your desktop, whatever it is that you listen to the show, it'll download automatically every week, and then you get to listen to the new author. And you get a little bit from me as well. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure that's that's what you really come back for every week, right? Some little bit of jibber-jabber from Jason to see what uh, what he's up to and, and such. Yeah, right. That's what you're here for. Sure. <laughs> so how do you... How do people reach out to us? How are how, how am I hearing from people? Well, there's email at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email. <laughs> I've been having a wonderful email conversation with an upcoming guest that's gonna blow your mind. I cannot wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be a couple more weeks, but oh boy, I'm really, really excited. Uh you can also follow us on Twitter at, yeah, God, here I go again. It's a chapter sample. So just search sample chapter podcast and you're going to find me on Twitter. I do know what our Facebook is, which is sample chapter podcast on Facebook. <laughs> you can find us and follow us on either one of those formats. Uh, you know, if you're looking for me, author Jason A. Meiske is my Facebook name. That's where my page is. You can also Click like uh, or follow on my Amazon page for uh, Jason A. Meiske, and uh, that'll let you know whenever I've got my next book out. But I'm sure I'll, I'll let you know, too. I guess just for a moment here, I'll let you know um, I've been having an interesting week. Uh, I think I mentioned last week I figured out a couple things with the current story that I'm working on, and the that success is uh, continued. I'm still pushing on. I'm only getting a few hundred words a day in, but, you know, that adds up. I would love to get more writing done. I would love to get more 
but you know it's just not working out that way right now i've just got too many things on my plate work-wise and well you know and being a family man is extremely important to me and on top of everything else i'm doing the number one thing for me is my family so i'm going to make sure i'm there for them every day every time doesn't matter if i need you know no matter how bad i want to go writing uh or go fishing or come in here and talk to you i'm sorry but my family's going to come first and you know my family's needed me here lately with uh, just you know, just family business you know being busy <laughs> among them we finally got a new dryer uh I was trying to fix our dryer for a while. Not quite the handyman I thought I was, so we went a couple weeks there hanging up clothes to dry them. I don't recommend that. Uh, unless you can take them outside and hang them up in the sun, I don't recommend hanging them up in your bedroom with a fan on. Nah, clothes are a little uh, crispy. <laughs> a little, little dried out, a little rough, and uh, oof, man. Yeah, I would recommend uh, against that. Finally was able to get uh, what I needed, uh, which was a new dryer. <laughs> Got that hooked up. And, oh my goodness, it's so nice to have clean, soft clothes again. You know, or, you know, imagine getting out of the shower and picking up a piece of sandpaper to dry off. That's kind of what our towels have been like for the last couple of weeks. So, oh, it's really nice to be able to cuddle up with a nice, soft towel and dry off comfortably once again. So <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Let's go ahead and send a, a big thank you to our sponsors like Podcast Garden. They are the host site for our show and many others like us. Uh, they Check them out online at podcastgarden.com. You can see a little list of different genres. Uh, you can see what kind of shows there are. Tons to pick from. Uh, you can see what there is and uh, you know, check it all out. Uh, if you're interested in starting your own show, Podcast Garden is the place that you want to go because they're going to give you your first month for free. Podcastgarden.com I also have a huge, huge thank you for U-Storeall of Warrensburg, Missouri. They are the absolute number one place for self-storage in the Warrensburg area. Non-climate control and climate control, it's a fully fenced-in facility gated access, more than 40 cameras, running 24 hours a day, but they have a whole bunch of security features. Make sure to check them out. You can go to their Facebook page as well. You store all on Facebook. That's the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L of Warrensburg, Missouri. You can check them out, see pictures. Uh, they got pictures and I think there's even drone footage up now of their brand new buildings that are going up right now you can watch them watch it go as it uh, as it's being built and you can check out their website at ustoreall.net for more behind the scenes pictures uh, give them a call send them an email and you know tell them jason sent you so uh, i don't know if you can hear or not but it's it's storming pretty good here in uh, here in missouri it's it's a late September. We we got some storms going rolling through, and the thunder is really rolling every once in a while. It feels like springtime the way it's it's uh, storming right now. But uh, no, it's late September, which means that rain's gonna be pretty cold. I know the uh, temperature outside has dropped quite a bit. So, but I can't help but think about the 
this is pretty cool weather, um, you know, pretty cool thing to be happening right now as I talk about today's guest, which is Jessica Walsh. And she's going to be reading from her book, Little Creepers. <laughs> Cue the thunder outside, which you can't hear. So that just kind of blows up in my face, doesn't it? Jessica is a horror, uh, gay romance, urban, supernatural, erotica author who's also a seamstress by day. She creates amazing costumes with her partner. Uh, she's been writing for a long time. We have a fantastic conversation. Uh, you know, and, and this is the cool thing is, is this goes back to how much I love this show. Okay. There's authors and stories that I may not have ever had a chance to meet or talk to, or, you know, other worlds out there, other people that I may not have, uh, you know, in, in my world may not have run into them and talked to them or not. But with this show, I get to, and you get to come along for the ride with me. You get to meet these fantastic authors just like I do, hear a little bit about them, and hear these amazing stories. And Jessica's got a fantastic one today. It's called I Wake Up in Strange Places from the Little Creepers Anthology. It's an amazing story. It really gets you. Uh, you're going to hear, she does a great job of reading as she's going along, and it gets a little more intense and a little more intense. Her breathing is a little... Like, you know, it's coming faster and faster, and it really draws you in, and I love it. And one of my favorite lines, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this one little line, and then you can, you can look for it in the reading. Uh, but it's bright red lips and a perfect, I want to speak to your manager, haircut. <laughs> I just love that line. It really paints the picture of who she's talking about, who this person must look like, and, you know, and I can hear their voice in my head when anytime I, I, I repeat that line. But anyway, that's enough for me. I'm going to get you on over to our interview with Jessica Walsh, and I will talk to you at the end of the episode. So for now, let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today, I have the joy of sitting down and having a little chat with Jessica Walsh. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, uh, tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm a self-published author. I'm also a seamstress, and I spend most of my days either sewing or writing and traveling to conventions. <laughs> <laughs> We got to talk for a little while before the show started, and you were saying you did a lot of, you do some some cosplay and costuming. Oh uh, yeah, lots of it. I I specialize in uh, plus size and huge ball gowns, dresses that I put on myself and my partner all the time. <laughs> ah, very cool. What uh, do you have a favorite costume that you've uh, put together so far? I made her a huge um, rainbow bright ball gown <laughs> that has rainbow colored ruffles down the side of the skirt. Oh, that's it's, awesome. And it was all it's all scrap fabric from the basement, so it's every pattern and color you can think of down the side of the full skirt. It's probably the heaviest thing I've ever made. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, see, and I'm old enough to remember Rainbow Bright when it came out, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> what was uh gosh, I'm I'm getting off subject now. What's the name of that little uh, the little brown guy that was <laughs> in that? The, the little white guy that she had with her, the little, like, um, furry star thing was called Twink. Yeah. Twink. Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, I remember uh, I used to do some hot air ballooning, and we would use that instead of a sandbag. You throw it out of the balloon when you pass over the target area, and whoever gets the closest uh, wins the race, the hot air balloon That's race. That's awesome. That's what we would throw out. <laughs> so, and it always, you know, it makes us stand out from the other <laughs> sandbags. So, so now, you, uh, aside from the cosplay uh, and then doing your seamstress work, which is, that's really cool. So you get to work from home, which yep. is, apparently, that gives you some time for writing as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Awesome. And you've been writing for uh, for a long time? Um, yeah, pretty much since I can remember. Most of it was originally fanfic before I knew what that was. Um, like Gargoyles and Star Trek, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> and then um, anim- more anime-based fanfic and then into my own original stuff. Okay, very cool. And then... Like, what what pushed you to want to go ahead and write your own book and finally get one out? I kind of always wanted to have a book published. It's I, I've always liked writing my own stories. And um, even with, honestly, even with fanfic, I was always writing alternate universes where it was my own universe and my own story. I just put other people's characters into it. So it was kind of a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Now, is there... Uh... Well, we were talking before then about the the fan fiction, and beyond just fan fiction, and and clearly you made some fans because it was one (laughs) of your followers who suggested suggested, uh, you to me. So, Hannah, if you're listening, very happy that you uh, introduced Jessica to me, so... And then you've also met a, uh, you got to meet somebody very special through there as well. Yeah, I actually met my partner of... um... It'll be 17 years in December, in um, October. Wow. Uh, we met on a Gundam Wing Yaoi mailing list. <laughs> Gundam Wing, okay. <laughs> and the fanfic is still up on the internet, and she hates me all the time when I mention that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's cool though. So, and that's that's that that's really the way a lot of people are meeting anymore. I know my my daughter uh, did the same thing back in like two. 2008. Uh, well, uh, so tell us about your first book that came out, uh, the first book that you had published. Um, my my absolute first one is, oh gosh, um, would actually be the Hunter series that I have with my partner. Do you, that one or my first solo one? <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, the Hunter series. Yeah. yeah what, what's that about? It's an urban fantasy series that we came up with. Um it weirdly started as a fanfic and then we rewrote it. So it was original. And the idea is that there's this creature out there um, who's called storyteller and he can read your entire life like a book and change it any way he wants. Okay. And then the characters and why they want that power and what they want to do with it. And the kind of the cost of using it. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's called the Hunter series. Yeah, the first one is called Seeking the Storyteller. Um, the second one is called Beneath the Chapter. And then we're working on the third one right now, which is actually called Page Turner. Wow, that's really great. Now, and then at what point did you, what made you want to write your own story? Um, I, I've always liked horror. Um, she doesn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> and horror seems to work really well for little short stories and I especially like the ones that just kind of creep up your back and don't leave the back of your head 
And so I just started writing down little short ones until I had an anthology. Very cool. Okay. And and what is that called? That one is Little Creepers. Little Creepers. Okay. And that's the book uh, we're going to be hearing one of those stories today, right? Right. Very nice. How many how many stories did you put together in this? There's 14 stories in there. Um, one is multiple chapters, and the rest of them are anywhere from 500 words to um, a couple pages long. Wow. 14 stories. That's awesome. Way to go. Holy cow. I'd, I'd probably have an anthology of maybe three. If that. <laughs> I don't know if that's official anthology or not if, if you do three but uh, we'll see I don't know my stories keep rolling on and then they turn into novels so <laughs> so what are you uh, what are you working on now uh, right now I'm working on the third hunters novel um, page turner and then also a series that's kind of been burning in the back of my head since high school it's, I don't really have a name for it yet. It's basically about these people who are different aspects of humanity. So it's, I have one character who is basically the personification of conflict, but it's not a power he uses. It's how people act around him. So people get really angry and snappy around him and he can't be around people because they end up getting almost homicidal if he's around them too much. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that's really cool. Now, going back a little bit, so all these years writing the different stories, you got your your anthologies, the Hunter series, everything. What uh, what's your methods for for writing? What do you like to do? Do you do you just kind of come up with them and then you just start writing right away, or do you plan them out? I I tend to have to when I get the ideas, I have to sit down and jot down notes right away, or they disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them come from, I have really strange dreams a lot <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do write a small outline, but if I put too much detail in the outline, then my brain decides I've already told the story and I need to move on. Oh, okay. Interesting. So sometimes yeah. it's, I have a little bit of a plan and mostly it's just wherever my muses tend to go off on their own <laughs> and I edit it later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that's really cool. And, and so I'm guessing that you probably have a, a bunch of notebooks sitting around. Yep. <laughs> that and a lot of Google Docs. <laughs> okay. Do you, is that, do you like to write in different places and then use your Google Docs to go from one place to another? or? I, I usually like Google Docs because I, um, I, I can't write as fast as I can think. And so I'll lose ideas, but typing I can do a lot faster. And um, at one point we had our laptop stolen, so I need to write on the cloud. Otherwise, I freak out that I'm going to lose it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's how I, I became. I, I've started using, I was using another program with my first novel. And then I got into, uh, I finally got over and bought Scrivener last year with NaNoWriMo. And then I bought the app for my phone. And what's cool is I have that backed up to... Uh, the cloud so now wherever it is i'm using scrivener whether it's on my desktop or my laptop or my phone it's always there and ready to go and i didn't think i'd really use the phone app that much but i'm kind of surprised how much i might pull it out at lunch and open it up and go you know i I, i've had this idea all morning (laughs) for how to find how to finally finish that chapter and yeah having that cloud service is just 
Amazing. Love it. It's also great to have at like 2 a.m. when you don't want to get out of bed and wake everyone up. You can just grab your phone and quickly <laughs> write down that idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, you just you see that little wheel uh, running and it's saving and then, all right, all done. I can go to sleep now. Yep. <laughs> or try to. <laughs> try to, exactly. Of course, by the time we finish the idea, then it's like, oh, you know, you know what goes good with this. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Jessica, tell us, uh, where can people find you online? Where, where can they follow you? Well, obviously the books are on Amazon, but I am also on uh, Facebook as probably Snow Cosplays is my most commonly used Facebook. And then um, uh, Twitter, I'm under uh, Snow Storyteller. Got that in the right order. Yeah. Oh, okay. Instagram, it's Snow Storyteller. Twitter, it's Storyteller Snow, because the other one was already taken. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be confusing. (laughs) That's all right. I I think I'm the same way. I just created the Twitter account a couple months ago, and I'm still learning. Uh, I'm very old school, and I still don't know. I I think it's reversed. It came out like Chapter Sample is my host name, (laughs) whatever you call that, the hashtag or at. Chapter sample. I don't know what you call it. Your like handle or something like my that. My handle. Yes, thank you. That's it. So yeah, I'm. Oh my god, I'm. I'm so, so stupid, old school. I don't even know what I'm talking about half the time. But anyway, yeah, that's that's my Twitter handle. But uh, if you just search for sample chapter podcast, there I am. So I'm like, okay, there we go. We'll just do that. Oh, and I, <laughs> I, I suppose I should say technically, uh, my partner and I both have a Patreon as well. So it's um, Patreon and then uh, backslash sewn together. <laughs> That's awesome. And and so do you all do like writing for people or is this with the seamstress? It's it's a mixture of stuff. It's kind of all encompassing. So depending on the tier, sometimes we have uh, writing previews. And when a book goes up on pre-order, Patreons know, uh, or patrons know first. Um, costumes, they get to see them first, assuming I can actually show pictures and things like that. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I'll make sure and share all of these in the in the show notes. And uh, do you want to tell us any more about uh, Little Creepers before I hand the floor over to you? Uh, Little Creepers is... Well, so I, I used to be scared of absolutely everything. I was the kid who couldn't even watch the horror movies. I actually had a friend that I made tell me all the, all the plots so I could <laughs> watch them myself. And... Um, At one point, I ended up binging every horror movie I could find on Netflix and um, wrote down everything that started scaring me, and it just kind of stopped. And that's what these stories are. They're not necessarily, um, like, the jump scares and the large, gory scares that jump out at you. It's the little things that creep up the back of your spine. Well, this, this sounds awesome. I can't wait to hear... I get, I get to hear at least one of these, so I'm really excited. <laughs> and uh, Jennifer, thank you so Or Jessica, good grief. Good thing I edit the show. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I really love talking to you and getting to know you. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to uh, have you back sometime. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so happy that you came on. Awesome. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm happy to have you here, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to hand you over to Jessica Walsh reading I Wake Up in Strange Places from her book, Little Creepers.
It's always been obnoxious and awkward, but never like this. I'm sitting on an airplane, the jet engines buzzing in my ears, and my mouth dry as if I'd been in a snoring contest with the guy next to me. I think he won, as I'm awake and he isn't. A small line of jewels slipping down the side of his mouth to rest in his neatly cut blonde beard. I don't remember getting on this plane. I certainly don't remember an airport or baggage checks, security lines, uncomfortable seats. Last thing I remember is flipping through channels on my very much in need of an upgrade TV while laying in bed, wondering why I was paying for cable when I have a handful of streaming services. Or was this airplane a dream right now? Maybe it was inspired by some random documentary or reality show that felt the need to show its contestants flying to their destination. Maybe my brain was registering it as a bit too real and... Nope. Kid's leg slams into the back of my seat and I can hear them giggling the high-pitched squeal in one immature joke or another. There's an attempt to shush them from one of their parental units, which results in more hushed giggling that erupts into a full-blown laughter when my seat is kicked again. Nope, I'm really here. I'm really sitting here crunched into a tight seat, seatbelt secure across my waist like an overenthusiastic hug. There's a bag I don't recognize sitting on my bare feet, and it's making my left foot fall asleep. Oh, fuck. Had I known I'd wake up in the middle of a flight, I'd have at least worn socks to bed. At least they don't check tickets mid-flight. The flight is full, the jet engines creating a familiar blend of white noise along with the rambunctious children behind me. I can hear the stewardess at the front of the plane talking to her colleagues in a hushed voice to not disturb the passengers. After some consideration, I pull the bag at my feet into my lap and rummage through the contents. If I'm going to spend my evening here, I might as well know whose seat this is. Looks like a Mary Kay-style consultant. It's not the same brand, but it's definitely the same sales model of throwing parties in hopes of selling products. The bag is full of earrings with matching lip and nail colors. The bag also comes equipped with a name badge, Amanda, with bright red lips and a perfect I-want-to-speak-to-your-manager haircut. Nice to meet you, Amanda. Despite this being a somewhat normal occurrence for me, taking Amanda's seat is a new one. Usually I end up waking up at home and I still have half a day of work to go through, or I end up in a bus when I should have been in line for coffee. It's always when I doze off, so I do my best not to. Caffeine and strong-smelling salts are my best friends, always close at hand to prevent this from happening as much as possible. But I guess I didn't predict the power of boring TV on my comfy bed after a long day. Maybe it really was time to install that coffee machine on my bedside table. I have plenty of them around the house as it is. What was one more? I open the window shade next to me and notice that something's off. Besides the obvious fact that I'd switched places with good old Amanda, clouds were flying by like normal, with small ant-sized cities below me. But we were descending, and there wasn't a beat from the intercom. (laughs) No big deal, right? Planes descend all the time. Besides... Maybe I missed the landing announcement. Maybe it was made before I woke up here. But the passengers around me are oddly quiet. The jet engines are there, but the sound isn't regular. It's loud and soft and sputtering. Like when you turn the car keys and beg for an engine to turn over no matter how cold the temperature is. The plane cabin is eerily silent, punctuated by occasional nervous laughter, a man snoring, and a lady who keeps pressing the assistance button above her seat. I realize in that moment the rest of the passengers know what's going on. The plane isn't making a beeline for the ground, but it's going down, and there's no ocean in sight. No flight attendants and no panic screams, just an eerie quiet, as if they've all accepted their fate. 
and the fastened seatbelt sign frighteningly bright. I closed the shade next to me and shoved the bag back under my seat, swallowing hard. Closing my eyes, I try and get as comfortable as possible in the seat as I can, mentally reaching for any bit of sleep. I appeared here in my sleep, right? So maybe I can doze off and move again. Maybe this one time it'll work when I need it to. The children behind me must have noticed something, because they're asking their mom what's going on. A man two rows up isn't sitting quiet anymore. He's angrily demanding to know what's going on. And another couple in the back is praying in a language I don't understand. Everyone seems to be talking all at once, and my brain is jumping from person to person, the furthest from sleep I've ever been. No, 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 sleep, damn it. You've done it before, do it now. Don't think about the voices around you, the roaring engine, or the whining behind it. Close it all off and sleep. Think of a bed, uh, fluffy sheets, and homemade quilts, um, cinnamon, chocolate, sheep, uh, lover's arms, something, anything. Not the ground. Definitely not the air going by too fast. Not how the wings are dipping. Not the buildings that are close enough to make out company logos. And not the workers who decide to stay late. Nope. Stop it. Stop it. The windows are shut. Uh, your imagination is running wild. You can't see the ground, so it isn't close. It can't be. But they're screaming now. Uh, there's begging and pleading. The speakers are dangerously silent and the flight attendant's absent. Everyone's yelling and I'm gripping the armrests, screaming silently that I'm not Amanda and I'm really not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to die today. I have a job, a life, a home, a family. I'm not Amanda. I'm not supposed to die today in her place. Where is she? Why isn't she here instead of me? My thoughts are swimming and panicking, sounding selfish and uncaring, and I don't care. This can't be happening. We can't be crashing. Go the fuck to sleep. Just this once. Just this once. Work for me. Fucking sleep. The bed crashes into me as if I were the one moving. My world dropping down into pillows and bed sheets and not stale plain cycled air. I land hard enough to have trouble breathing before everything around me blacks out and fades back in. The jet engine sounds melt into a low hum from my TV, showing some cars on a racetrack with announcers who care more about their bad puns than driving on the track below. My stomach wants to hurl, but there's nothing inside. My ears are ringing from the loud engine roar, but the plane's gone. I curl my fingers and toes into the sheets, still not convinced it's real. I'm waiting to feel the seat kicked in my back again as the children behind me start screaming and clutching at their mother. I'm waiting to hear the intercom bing to life with a far too calm message of how everyone needs to make sure their seatbelts are on. Worst of all, I'm expecting Amanda's bag at my feet. All of that perfectly packaged lipstick and earring jingling around during the inevitable impact. None of that happens. I'm not there anymore. Nope. I'm safe. At home. Safe and sound and alive. I haven't crashed into the ground. I'm not a bloody smudge on the tarmac. I'm alive. My hands move and wrap around my pillow as my whole body shakes. I can feel tears wetting the fabric from sheer relief. My heart is pounding, and the smell of fabric softener is calming my nerves like some overdramatic commercial. I can't get that single thought of, out of my head. I'm alive. But what about everyone else? I wonder if the man next to me ever woke up. I wonder if the children managed to make it out and if they were able to hold on to their mother. I wonder if the man at the front ever got an answer. More importantly, what happened to Amanda? Had she been lying comfortably in my bed until I came back? Had she been sleeping just like me, her sock and shoe-covered feet tucked neatly under my sheets and quilt? Did she get swapped back into the plane when I left? Did she wake up just in time to hear the panic and the ground rushing up to meet them? That thought makes me feel even more nauseous. The thing is, sitting in my bed right now, 
I can see her bag still at my feet. The outline of her carry-on is outlined in my sheets, just next to where I can wiggle my toes. I somehow brought it back with me. That's never happened before. Is she looking for her bag? Is she even still alive to realize it's gone? And if I close my eyes again, will I find out? And that was Jessica Walsh reading I Wake Up in Strange Places from the Little Creepers Anthology. Make sure to follow the links here at the end of the show notes and uh, pick up a copy today. Uh, it's such a great story. What did I tell you? You know, it's it was really cool. I was really drawn in by it. And yeah, it was fantastic. I love talking to Jessica. Also in the show notes, you can follow the links to, to follow her on all of her uh, social media. Uh, Don't forget to follow us, like us on wherever it is that you're listening, and hit that subscribe button. That way next week you get to hear us come back with another author, another story, and another sample chapter. Bye, everybody. Bye.